Hey guys, and welcome to our bonus uh, Fuck Around and Find Out podcast uh, for Monday. We have Whitebeard on today. He's a well-known member of the community. He has a YouTube channel that he's getting off the ground, and he has a bunch of people lined up that will be on that. It's going to be fantastic. Whitebeard has his own Discord where you can get a hold of him, and he's also a great person to talk to, very knowledgeable individual. Hey, Whitebeard, welcome to the Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. Well, uh, yeah, I'm here to fuck around and find out. Thanks for having me. Awesome. America. <laughs> I wanted to make sure yeah. that uh, we didn't get too much talking out of the way in the green room and then don't have nothing to talk about. Yeah, it, oh. it happens all the fucking time. All the time. I will find something to talk about. There's plenty to talk Midget about. Midget porn. There's... Who cares? I don't care. I'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. My favorite, man. Yeah. Now you're just teasing me. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get started in mycology? Oh man, that's uh I just He's got like, out that's of the personal. Army. I don't talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, don't, don't even start that shit. Um I, what, what did the guy what did the guy like God God bless him? What he freaking said that? It was just total crickets after that. Like Wait, podcast. you mean someone that actually told you that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's kind so of we were, they come on to a FAFO podcast, right? And um, we were like, I, I asked the same question. Like, I asked the same everybody. How long have you been doing this? And what got you started in mycology? And the same just openers. Just because everybody kind of wants a little background on who they're talking about, right? Sure. And the guy immediately goes, that's personal information. Huh. And they just, that's fucking it. Like, zero talk after that. And then being, being Deadpool, like, I guess, basically digitally log eyes. We're like, well, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> was was the rest of the podcast like that? Oh, we rescued it yeah. by just trying to coax stuff out of the guy. But it was like, why would you want to come on to like, like worldwide podcast? I, I, I we're not the biggest podcast in the entire world, but, but it's accessible from anywhere. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we've got a we've got a, a very strong listener base in, in Thailand and in India and China. And the United States, and you know, and a bunch of the UK and Europe. Wait, and wait, are you are you pulling my leg, or are you no, being no, serious? No, uh, Thailand, India, and China are where some of yeah. your your listeners we're, are from. That's very interesting. I would yeah, have we're never guess that. We're getting twenty five thousand or so listeners per per week. So, um, and a lot of them are coming from like India, China, China, Thailand. Uh, and then the rest of them from Europe, and then the, the but about 65, 70% of them are from America. And I'm like, so you're gonna come on here and introduce yourself to the world as the guy <laughs> as the guy who won't talk about what you came to talk about. But uh we ended up rescuing it, but uh overall I don't I don't think the guy was really really prepared to he was really excited to come on and then just like the microphone, I don't know. <laughs> This and is why we don't. This is why I don't let Farrell pick the interviewers. He sounded really interesting on paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Whitebeard. He said, "What do you got out of the army?" Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, sidetrack. Squirrel. I, um, was, oh, oh. <laughs> so uh, I had I had just gotten out of the army. It was, you know, it's so long ago because I'm I'm an older cat. That uh, it, it was in the late '90s. I don't want to give a particular year and then right conflict fine. it later because 
whatever reason, but it was in the late 90s, somewhere around 98. And uh, I came back home, and my dad was living in a little neighborhood that had a big field behind it. And there was a couple houses that, that were out in those fields. And, you know, they were kind of like isolated from the neighborhood, from the suburbs. And uh, I mean, not by a lot, you know, it was just, it wasn't partly like grouped in with the neighborhood we lived in. And there was this, uh, she was older than me. I was, I was early twenties. She was probably early thirties. And uh, she'd help. She'd asked me to help her do something one time, like move some stuff for her. Is this about um, to turn into a and I went over th- Awesome. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued. Uh, Keep going. Yeah, so she asked me to help her move some stuff, and, and I helped her out and stuff. And and I saw her greenhouse, and I wanted to take a look because, you know, strangely enough, I happen to really like flowers. I know as weird as that sounds, but I'm really big into, like, orchids. I love orchids. And... uh so I have a you whole know, bunch of them right here behind me. Like, uh, we really? grow a whole, yeah, we have like this, I have this little lattice thing right behind me that has what, eight levels on it, and maybe 40 plants of different types, like from a coffee plants to orchids to a cannibal, you know, carnivorous plants, all sorts of stuff. That's you got very cool. Now, yeah, I, I, picture plants. Ah, picture plants. Nice. Yeah, so I, you know, I like the the orchids and uh, calla lilies. I don't know if I'm yeah. pronouncing that right or not, or uh, calla or calla lilies. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to see what she had in there, and I'll be damned, there was mushrooms in there. And I told her, uh, "Are those what I think they are?" And she says, "I don't know. What do you think they are?" <laughs> and we played the whole, you know, do you know what you're looking at? I think I know what I'm looking at, game. And uh, so, you know, finally she, she told me, yeah, that's exactly what you think it is. And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Like I, we used to go um, a couple days after it rained out to the cow pasture and pull them, you know. And she says, well, those are those are different kinds, but similar. She's, you can't do that with those. And I, oh, OK. And uh, she gave me a few and I went home and had a great time. And so, of course, I came back for more and and. uh so she noticed that I was taking an interest in, in it and wanted to know if I wanted to learn about it. And I said, sure. And she says, well, you came at the right time because there's a, here where we live in South Texas, it's so ridiculously hot, like eight months out of the year, that there's only, there's only a, a couple times a year that you can do that kind of stuff as far as in an outdoor type of scene, which I guess. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's technically indoor or outdoor because it's in a, a greenhouse, but uh, your greenhouse will get so hot sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah greenhouse exactly. that's so hot. It'll cook things. So yeah. it was it was pretty drastically different than the kind of things that we're doing today, as far as indoor grows go. But it worked. Uh, the success rate was dismal in comparison. But um, you know, she did she did put some out and. Uh, she was just, you know, this hippie chick, man. She's really cool. Um, you know, she always was barefoot all the time. She, you never saw her in anything but sundresses and, you know, just the whole free love kind of stuff. Is this where the part And uh, that's, 
The what? Yeah, it sounds like. It sounds like. And then, and then one night she took me and turned me into a man. <laughs> I was a man a long time before that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't. We didn't do anything like that. She, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it wasn't that she wasn't attractive, or I don't. Maybe she didn't find me attractive. I don't know. There just wasn't a a romantic type of thing. Maybe, maybe uh, I just was too um, oblivious and didn't catch the signals, or so, I don't know. But uh, she, we did spend quite a bit of time together, you know, and I, I would help her out with stuff around the house. You know, she didn't have an old man, so uh, and she lived by herself. So it's not like she lived at, with her dad or, you know, have a guy around to do stuff like that. So I was just kind of her quote unquote guy, you know, not not sexually, just help her, her out. and Her band servant. Yeah, kind of, you know, but she would like cook me dinners and stuff like that because I didn't have an old lady. Right. And uh, so she kind of did the girl thing. I did the guy thing, and we just hung out and uh, tripped, cool. spent a lot of time tripping on mushrooms. That's you know? the kind of chick I want to find. Somebody I get nose nose that I grow mushrooms. Come on, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's she, probably the better story than 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 we've had on here in a long time. Most people, right? Are, I got bored and I went on Reddit. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. what kind of what kind of the. Uh, what kind of girls were you doing back then? I mean, the species. I mean, they're bags or they were. They're com- no, 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 not bags. No, she was growing in a in a, a greenhouse in like the planet. I I don't know what they're called. They look like I would call them planter troughs. Okay, yeah, for a lack the, of better the black, the black the black little trays. Yeah, they're like a they're like a elongated rectangle. Yeah. And you put you normally put dirt in them or soil, and then yeah, they're called window boxes. Oh, there you go. That's what they're called. Yeah, yeah, those. She would grow in those, and uh, it was kind of cool. She would do um, spore prints because, like I said, you could only do it twice a year in the spring and the fall, and uh, you had a very tight window for when the weather was not so severe that you could actually do something. Right, and. Uh, yeah, she she would do pore pore. She would do spore prints, but she would do them on paper. Like I didn't learn about doing them on on foil until many years later. And uh, yeah, she just had them on paper, and she'd fold them up and stick them in an envelope and write on it, and then she'd pull them out next season and scrape them off and <clears throat> just do her deal. She she used um like a nutritional substrate that, that had poo in it. And yeah. she had, well, it wasn't poo. It was, uh, what do you call it? When you put, when you put poo and leaves and humus. all that shit together and you let it break down compost. Humus. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So she, humus used, and she used, compost, yeah. yeah, she's compost. And like I said, her, her success rate was pretty low, you know, like out of, well, she's mimicking of, nature. She's not forcing anything to grow at that point. She's just scraping. She's providing a decent habitat and scraping spores over the top of it and kind of hoping. Exactly. It's exactly. At that point. So, you know, sometimes there'd be nothing. Sometimes there would be really bad contamination. Sometimes um, you'd get something, but it wouldn't, you know, you'd, you'd see the mycelial structure growing over the top of the of the substrate, but it wouldn't do anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would just kind of like make a, like a layer across the top instead of seeing 
Heifel knots and primordia and stuff like that. It would just be like a like a, a webbed coating over the top that did nothing. But um, you know, she would uh she would have success. You know, there there'd be some and and some of those those what window boxes, right? Some of those window yeah. boxes would produce. And uh you know that's the most low tech as you could possibly get. Well, I don't I don't think that there was any real techs out back then. No, the late nineties. Yeah. But it works. That's that's it, amazing that she got it to work. I mean, well, like I said, it was a very low success. <laughs> yeah, but still but, any success. I mean, you're literally she's literally just out competing with everything wild out there in a freaking greenhouse and just scraping ass spores across the top of stuff, maybe working them in a little bit, watered it and covering up and hoping. <laughs> you know, exactly. It's working, it's working. So, you know, it's a good something to build on. That's a pretty strong base to start with. Uh, if that was your first, you know, dealing with active. Yeah, that's uh, that's how I learned. That's actually yeah, how that's... I learned was she taught me and I, I did this with her for about two years. So I had uh, either three or four good seasons of, of doing this. And I, I didn't have any better results than she did. You know, my, my results are pretty abysmal as well. But I did get results, you know, like it did happen. It just was a lot of failure. And we were okay with that, you know, because it was better than nothing. And back then, I don't know that there was cultivation like we know it today. Um, no, no, fact, not at all. It was about then where people were still using the, the lye and the um, and the uh, straw hay bales and all that crap. Where you super alkali the freaking shit out of your hay bales and wrap them up in a bag and inoculate them and then just fucking pray. Um, yeah, that was that's how I got introduced to that shit, and it was a freaking mess. It but, sounds like it. Oh man, it was a mess. I mean, it worked when it worked. It worked, but right, but it was exactly freaking, when it worked. It worked. It, it was a freaking mess. Late nineties. They had all, they, there were all kind of techs out late nineties. On was what there? internet, dude? Huh? On what? It, on what internet? Like dial up? You're like internet, Geo internet. Like where are you fucking going? Inter- internet where relay you? chat? You don't remember? IRC. I was not yeah. cool enough to be on IRC. Oh, dude, that's day. that's where I learned all this shit. Was I got my first the taste? Was I think I was downloading some kind of uh, between porn downloads. <laughs> I went ahead and downloaded uh it was some kind of book. Uh, what is it? Anarchist Dude, back on? in that day, the porn downloads were where you had to watch the image slowly appear. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, nipple, nipple! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Right? I just but hope I... it's like not like some seventy-five-year-old lady. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you, but then I, I I downloaded that book and it had uh and then all kinds of shit that came with it and. uh Sportopia? Not not Sportopia. It was um That was me. Huh? That's where that's you. <laughs> that yeah. was I'm just, that's no. me. That was me. I'm trying to think uh, I mean Shroomery was around back then, but it was yeah, one of those think, uh I don't think Shroomery was around back 99? then. Ninety nine. Uh, yeah, ninety nine. Uh, I, I that's what I that's when I started my grows, was it back in ninety nine because I did it to take with me to Vegas for the millennium. So that oh, was man, my it was oh, like, wow. Had this overhead hoist, 
in a, in a freaking shop and we lower hay bales into 55 gallon drum or bigger drums that had a shitload of lye, like potash and lye water in it. And but bring it up to where it was like pretty hot. And then you'd lower it in there and let it cool off overnight. Then you'd pull it out and wrap it up. It was alkali because as it, so you're killing, trying to kill off everything that was in the hay bale except for what you're going to put in there. And inoculating everything was, it was. So how, had how did you jars. inoculate though? So you had mm. very, back then it was like the most proto grain spawn you can imagine. It was, all right, you're going to boil these grains and then you're going to boil, then you're going to take and your gloves and you're going to bake them in the oven and then you're going to take your gloves out. So your gloves are sterile now. And then you're going to put, and you're going to, you pick up your, your jar full of, you know, boiled grain and you're going to pour the water out of it and then put the lid on loosely and flip it upside down. And uh, then you're going to take your grain and you're going to go in like oven tech it, or you'd go into some room and then scrape your spores off into the grain. And then once the grain was colonized, which 50% of the time it wasn't, it would just get contaminated. And, uh, then you take your grain and you would just, what we do is we'd take a, uh, what do you call it, a bulb planter? You know, like you've seen the bulb planters, right? It takes like a, it punches a hole in the ground. We I, take a bulb so- planter and, and punch holes in the in the, the hay bale and then dump in some grain and then put the little hockey puck of freaking uh, like hay back over the top of it and wrap the whole thing in plastic. And you could... You didn't look at it or stare at it, bad juju, for quite a while, a um, couple weeks. And then you would just be like, all right, you're going to peek at it and open a package. And if the whole hay bale was white, then you could you would open the whole hay bale up and fruit the whole fucking thing at once. And, um, like, you're talking about a hay bale, like a 70-pound bale. Hey, like an entire like, bale? Yeah, an entire oh, fucking wow. bale. Oh, wow. So when it worked. You're talking it about, really worked, yeah. Yeah, you, you get 45, 50 pounds of mushrooms over a week off of it. When it didn't Damn. work, it turned into this blackish gray sledge. It smelled, <laughs> smelled like death? Death, like fucking dead raccoon. Yeah, it was bad. But when it worked, like I'd say probably one out of ten, uh, it would work. Uh, and then... But hey, that that was enough to keep you going because the, that one out of ten bales, bales of hay back then were like three or four bucks, three fifty, I think, four bucks. Nowadays they're fucking thirty dollars right now because of hay shortage. Um, but back then there was three fifty four bucks, and so you, you'd spend your paper out money or whatever and buy ten bales of hay, and then uh, just you know don't worry about the hay on the front. I'll, I'll move it to the backyard, Bob. Don't worry about it. I'm building a fort. And, uh, uh, but when the one bale of hay really went off, like, uh, you, you know, you know, 35, 40 pounds of freaking 50 pounds of mushrooms off of it over a period of a couple of weeks, you just have to keep it damp. You just harvest all the mushrooms and then wet it down with the garden hose and wrap it back up and then let it sit for a couple of days and unwrap it again. And, uh, but that was, it was very archaic and old. It worked. And I'd like to try it again with modern techniques. Sure. Um, just because. It was spectacular because you'd stand the hay bale up like against a wall or against a, you know, like put up a couple of boards underneath it. So it was at an angle. So you'd fruit the bottom, the sides, all of it. Right. Except for the part that was literally physically touching the ground. And uh, so the whole thing, all, you know, all six sides of the hay bale. I, if I, if, I bet you that was fucking amazing to look at. Could you imagine 
doing that nowadays with the kind of genetics that we have now? Oh, yeah. Mine were just like random shit. Like, yeah, not even golden teachers, just some random cow patty freaking mushrooms. But uh, yeah, man, it'll be so fucking cool with like penis envy or something like that. Where you have sounds like, like our sounds like our next grow. Fuck, <laughs> it's gonna be cool. Wait till we buy the farm. Once we get the farm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a whole big fucking hay bale grow. But See, and I knew I was right. By the way, Shroomery yeah. they started that site in 1997. Really? Yep. Oh, I would have guessed I it, was... it was around like 2003 or so. No, because I I, I mean I I know when I did when I started because of Vegas and the Millennium. But I so they were I knew they were there, but uh yeah ninety seven. We did pillowcases too, pillowcases full of hay, and you just poke holes in the pillowcases to fruit. Man, that was interesting. ass shit back in the day, but hay worked great. Hay worked really well. I've done uh, diaper genie grows. They work good too. They do that. Did a laundry basket with the hay, right? They still do that now. Uh huh. Yeah, they still do that now. Works they, make, good. they make the they make the uh, little lasagna with the fucking shit. Yep. Oh, how they, they layer work. it. Yeah. Are talking yeah. about lasagna? Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. I've done uh, an entire hay bale full of uh, um, pink oysters. That was fucking cool. And by God, like they turned that hay bale from being this big normal size hay bale after like two flushes. That hay bale. You, you can just pick it up with one hand. Like it probably be, it went from like a seventy pound hay bale to being like you know fourteen pounds, um, and uh, being about you know a tenth of the size. Like they really went after it. And then that thing was like indestructible. Like you could you could literally run over it with your truck and park on top of it because it was just like a block of solid mycelium at that point. It was it wouldn't rehydrate and you couldn't nothing would eat it. None of the fucking farm animals ate it. And you couldn't, you could park it, use it as a parking block. We used it as a parking block at the boat ramp for years. Like, wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, you know, you're talking about, since you're talking about this, uh, something interesting that I don't understand why, but I have never been able to take. Now, when I say a spent cake, I don't mean it's gone to the point where it refuses to do anything anymore. But to me, a spent cake is, you know, I've gotten two, three good flushes out of it and <clears throat> my next ones are up ready to take their place because i work in a very limited space right so yeah. i'm i'm really one thing i'm really good about is planning for the cycle and doing a bunch of prep work so that when you got your, you got your yeah the, the 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 minute i'm done with that third flush the next the next one's ready to fruit to take its place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just and, did that last night. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, um, so when I say spent cake, that's what I'm talking about. I can't get a spent cake to fucking do anything in my, in my uh, flower bed where, well, it's not my flower bed. Yeah. It's at my Is it in house. the shade? Is that the shade? Yeah, it's in the shade. Um, huh. And and I, I only do it during the spring and the fall because I know the inclement weather, you know, it's going to be an issue. But but my buddy, I said mine, but it's my buddy's. He's got a, a flower bed, like a raised bed right. that mm-hmm. we grow peppers in. And we grow habaneros and we grow chili pepins and jalapenos and oh, those, dude, thai, those chili thai chilies. Yeah, oh, you yeah. like the pepins? Yeah, those are, those are, oh, those dude, are my favorite. My favorite pepper, hands down. And, hands uh, down. So I heard that, you know, mycelium and plants like that 
work well together, kind of symbiotic. So I've been digging up around the the pepper plants because you know you got to space them, and yeah. I'll fucking bury the I'll bury the cakes, and nothing ever happens. Nothing. It never colonizes anything. You try what breaking kind of, them up. Nah, don't worry about that. They'll break up the worms and stuff. Lead them. But what kind of soils in there? Is it like is it like a, a potting mix soil or is it like yeah. ground soil? Yeah, it's a potting so mix soil. You got to be careful with some of those uh, because, like, I know that if you get like the cheap, well, the more expensive Miracle Grow stuff, uh, if you look on the back of it, a lot of it already is inoculated with Trick, um, because Trick is the stuff that actually makes the symbiotic relationships with the with the plants. The Psilocybin, not so much. So psilocybin mushrooms like to work with grasses real well, and yeah, so the mycorrhizal my, is, is what the, yeah, is what yeah, looking for. yeah. The word mycorrhizal. There you go. Yeah, the the mycorrhizal relationships with uh, the psilocybin mushrooms are more towards grasses, and whereas like the trick is a, is a fucking dirty whore. It'll it'll colonize everything. They use it for peas. They use it for trees. They use it for uh, all sorts of different plants, indoor plants, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, if you, you might be just being out competed by the trick, uh, which is not a big deal. It's still great food for the plants. Uh, but if you were to bury that in the grass, I think you'll see a lot more happen. I found that when I planted it, when I'd take my spin cakes and just put them in a grassy area and just literally square up a piece of sod, take it up, drop the cake, put the sod back on top of it. The mushrooms grew up to the sod. Uh, really, and I'm I'm not far from you, so like you know where I'm at, and I know roughly where you're at. So I'm a, I'm in South Texas as well, and right. um, yeah. So it it works for me. It should work for you. Yeah, I know that it, it works. It works a lot better in the dead ass of fucking winter because our winters <laughs> are like uh, the summers up north. So <laughs> that's so funny that you mentioned that because. People don't believe me, like people who aren't from here and they're talking to me and we talk about winter and all that. And I tell them, and they're like, well, what's the weather like right now? And it's like Christmas Day. And I'm like, well, it's good beach weather. And they're like, yeah, it's like 71 degrees. Yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I I literally live like a mile and a half from the fucking beach. And it's nice right now. Like we've actually had Thanksgiving dinner on the beach before because we've got new year's day on the beach because it's in the 70s it's nice yeah exactly (laughs) now the water's a little cold (laughs) oh yeah the water's cold but it brings in but it brings in the fishes they're usually way out there (laughs) but that's so yeah so but i try to explain to people like oh man it's 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 negative 10 degrees and blowing and snowing up here and i'm like you keep that dirty shit up there with you i I, I don't mind my two and a half weeks of cold every year. But uh, other than that, it's just average yearly temperatures like 70 degrees. So yep. it's fine. I like growing citrus. I, pretty cool. I stayed a couple years up in Washington State. I'm, I think this was like 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. I went mm-hmm. to go uh, help my mom a little bit. That's That's where she's from. And um, she's on the the east side of the mountains, not the Seattle side, like um, out by Spokane in that area. Yeah. And I, wouldn't you know it, man? Being a South Texas boy, I go up there, 
and the first winter I'm there, they have the worst blizzard in 80 years that oh, they've had. Oh, that was so your my lot. my intro. Yeah, and, and, and I'd never lived up north, so this is what I'm used to, and I was just so blown away by all the snow and and uh you know to the point where people can't drive and and you got to walk everywhere i and, call that uh, tuesday <laughs> i fucking yeah. hated it so much my you know, winter clothing I... is, is is a heavier cotton shirt and uh crocs without the holes in them and that <laughs> that that's that's i still keep the same shorts it's shorts <laughs> a heavier cotton shirt and the crocs without the holes in them that, that's winter winter here that's winter here yeah <laughs> exactly I might put on a long sleeve shirt, but I still got the shorts on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're gonna go and eat outside, so where the sun's gonna set, go have some drinks on a patio somewhere. I'll wear a long sleeve shirt because yeah. it might get a little chilly. It might hit the mid sixties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm in. A, I'm in shorts and a tank top right now, and it's thirty degrees, so I don't. Well, care. you're inside, fucker. You're not out there fighting the goddamn caribou for your Dude. fucking breakfast. I just went out there. I lit up the bar with my new styrofoam for insulation in these same tank tops. Did you just say shorts? Borrow? Did you say Barn. borrow? Oh, I thought you said borrow. I was like, is that what you fucking weirdos up there call a wheelbarrow? Now I, I load I loaded up a barn with styrofoam, these huge blocks from uh oh, that's nice from track supply. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So that you just you're the reason that we can't have nice things like a atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. So, so like I made friends God. up there during that first year I was there, and uh, they were giving me a real hard time because it wasn't even quite winter yet, you know, like real winter, and it was getting down into the to the sixties during the day, and then at night it would be like in the low fifties. And here I am, I'm wearing like a coat. <laughs> yeah literally a coat like not a not a like a blue jean jacket or something i'm wearing a coat and they're all my friends are making fun of me and all that stuff you know teasing me that that yeah i'm such a wuss when it comes to the cold and and, and i am and by all means all that's true but it was funny <laughs> to me because then came summertime up there and it's hitting like 80 80 89 and these guys are out here talking like oh my god i feel like i'm gonna die and i'm like <laughs> I'm who's like, the, Jesus, it's not the even air now, conditioner. Man. Yeah, that's 80 degrees. Fuck. That's yeah, not who's even... the wuss now, man? Like, <laughs> that's, that's working outside weather. Exactly. That's nice weather. That's, that's springtime gardening. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny. It was more like, now the shoe's on the other foot, fuckers. <laughs> what is your favorite, um, favorite cultivar mushroom to grow? Oh, we all know that one. Uh, tell me what is it? No, you, Mac, Mac, it's Mac 391. Yeah, you do know. <laughs> I told you, no, I, actually, you're, you're close. That is my favorite. That is my favorite producer. My favorite for personal use is actually Jack Frost. Oh, is it hmm. yeah. really? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I finally got a hold of that one. I think it was uh. Beginning of last year, maybe. I feel I feel like it was like January, February last year. And uh it doesn't have anything to do with 
how pretty it is, which it is very pretty. It's very nice. Especially, oh, yeah. you know, when the when the the cap furls up and the gills are oh, yeah. showing all blue and you know it's an albino already, so it's that white and blue icy looking kind yeah. of look. But it was more so the the actual experience itself. Um, it wasn't quite as you know kick you in your face on the ramp up as 391 is. That I think any of the, I think all honestly I think all the DC Max are the same. I think they're yeah. just re- different reiterations of that Melmac, you know, like I think OG and 391, 529, 95. I think I think they're all from from the same starter culture. I think they're just different isolations of that same of that same, you know, uh cultigen. That's why they have different numbers is because that's the isolation number. I think the numbers are supposed to be in relation weights, to a particular fruit weight. Yeah, it's a, it's the weight of the fruit that they took that clone sample from. That's all that is. That's the stupidest numbering fucking naming system I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, dude, three. Can you imagine someone doing three hundred ninety-one transfers? Whatever happened to zero to? No, but like I think it would like. Well, okay, I do. I fucking do that shit when I'm trying to figure out something new. I'll do fifty transfers in a night. It's not that big a deal, but like it, it's just like I figured it would be like, oh, hey, this is the. 390 something, you know, try. We swap, start off with like 25 plates because it's not uncommon for me to swap 29 plates with a new thing to look what I'm pheno hunting, right? Right. So I figured it would just be like, oh, this was strain 391 that we liked, or this is strain 91 that we like that we grew out and we really like. I figured it was like, I feel that that started now. I could definitely be wrong with this, right? But I feel like it started when, um, Chris and and DC Mac were doing their thing together. Um, I can't remember what their group was called, the the culture or something like that. Do you do you, you guys remember that before? It was ah. before Limitless when it was uh, Ape King, Chris and DC Mac. They were partnered mm-hmm. together doing their stuff because, like like all the Ape Four Twelve and all, I think all those numbers are also. In a similar fashion with the DC Max, where that number represents the weight of the fruit that yeah that's, that was that was taken. I've always from. kept I've always kept a really small circle, so I'm not really don't really know all of these people that much. I kind of keep to myself, and I've I've taught a lot of people, but I I teach them usually in person or like one on one. I don't really go to these big groups like. I'm in, I'm in, I think, only like four servers, five servers. And I think that's the most I've ever been in. Is it, oh, okay. I don't, yeah, I always keep really kind of quiet because of like what I do for a living. Well, they would not appreciate this podcast. Sure. I get that. Well, you know, yeah. in all fairness, um, I was pretty much solo for decades. I didn't, I didn't know about this community until okay i didn't i've been on discord for years right i use it to play video games i use it for um online dungeons and dragons Hell yeah i've used it for a while but i had no idea at all that there was a discord community toward mushrooms i I completely ignorant to it and i was very against being on social media like uh, I didn't have an Instagram account. I didn't have a Reddit account. I didn't have 
I had a Facebook, but I didn't really use it like Facebook. I only used it because like certain family members yeah. wanted to see pictures of my kid growing up and stuff like that. And since we live my far wife, apart, my wife forces me to have a Facebook. Yeah, I don't ever it, post on it. I think I posted one thing in 2022. So, yeah, so I was pretty, I wouldn't say anti-social media, but I just, I wasn't interested in it. It wasn't for me. But um, I was watching a YouTube video. I don't know if you're familiar with this particular YouTuber. His name is uh, Munchausen. We had, oh, him on, yeah. uh, we had him on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, okay. we just had him on last week. Last week. Okay. So yeah. I was... I was watching one of his videos and it was like an instructional thing and I wasn't really learning anything from it because what he was teaching in that particular video at least was pretty basic. They're you know? basic they're basic videos for basic, right. you know, new new guys. Sure, exactly. It's it's catering toward, you know, the beginners in and I, I get all that. I'm I'm not trying to knock his stuff at all. I'm just saying no. it, it was a basic video and I wasn't really learning anything, but it was just something to have on in the background. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. One of those things, it was mushroom related. I was just letting it run. And he said something in the video about, I don't remember what it was. It was something that caught me off guard. So I went to hit that about section in the video, like underneath the video. Right. And I'll be damned if he didn't have a, a Discord link in there. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's got Discord and it has something to do with mushrooms. So I joined the Discord and... um. I think the that was in the what? Floodgates they were open. Yeah, floodgates were open. I I joined the Discord. I think that was at the end of 2021, like a December or something like that. And uh, instantly, I I met Michael Geeky in there, and he was brand new, you know. Um, and we were kind of bullshitting a little bit. You know, me and Michael Geeky's always gotten along really well. He's he's a good dude. He's it's kind of hard to not be friends with that guy. And uh, so we were bullshitting, and he tells me, "Hey, join this now." And I was like, "All right, cool." And it was it was Limitless opening a server, and I had no idea who Limitless was, or or who DC Mac was, or or Mister Black, or I, I didn't know any of these guys. And uh, I just kind of got, and when we joined, we were like one of the very first ones, like within the first 20 something members, you know, and if you remember that was, that server had like over a thousand members or some shit. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. But um, got really big. Yeah. And uh, so I went from, from doing things. You know, the old way of, of reading text on Shroomery and shit like that, not really having anybody to talk to in that fashion where people are live and online and talking to you in the moment kind of thing. You'd, it would always be you'd have to post something on one of the Shroomery message boards and wait and if anyone will ever respond to you kind of thing. And not just be uh, a but, fucking derogatory comment. And not, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> yes, Shroomery became just the a fucking different... forum, fucking asshole. Yeah. So Everybody I went patting each other on the back. Yeah, it's kind of a big circle jerk, or or yeah. go get fuck scrub. It was there wasn't a whole lot of intermediate, you know, no. somewhere in the middle. 
but um so i went from from you know shroomery and and i had quit looking at shroomery shit at least a decade ago just because well like you said it's basically aids so uh i was already at the point where i ha- i was having successful grows and didn't really need any more um instructional at that point so i just why even go there anymore but so i went from from nothing for a long time to all of a sudden i just got sucked into the inner circle of of the community as we know it today you know um geeky's telling me dude you got to you're an old head in this dude you've been at it for a long time you got a lot of knowledge you need to you need to do something with that and i'm like all right well I'm like what he says well for one you got to make you a make you an icon you know uh uh something that that will be recognized he says like i have my ghost i made my ghost you know you need to make something i thought about it and i said all right you know and i molded over a little bit and then i made the the little icon i got now my logo well i didn't make the logo i just made the icon the little little silhouette with the raised eyebrow and then he's uh you know he keeps he keeps coat it was weird because he was brand new but he knew so much more than me (laughs) not not as far as the mic game goes but as far as you know being part of the community and and intermingling and and he'd already made all these friends and everything that he was introducing me to and 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 just knowing him got me like a fucking front row seat with uh mr black and dc mac like they would talk to me and that blew my fucking mind dude like you guys yeah, are I, these i have no idea how geeky did that i i found his ass on reddit when i brought him to discord and oh sudden... so you met him before i met him oh yeah i brought him to discord i okay i, I brought him to come to my server um and uh all of a sudden but you, you found know, he... you found me on reddit too uh, and fucking uh i know <laughs> i it's crazy because then they go do their own fucking shit, and then I don't know. I don't know how he made so many friends so fucking fast. He must have been fucking and 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 everybody that he met because he was fucking. Now he's got like a million fucking friends. I like I to keep like my circle small. Yeah, I, like, I keep my circle small. <laughs> sure. You know now, now and nah. I say that now that I have a podcast, but you know, so fuck. yeah. <laughs> We kind of threw that out the fucking window. Yeah. So so now I now I now I just go against the grain. But yeah, it's been really fun. I've enjoyed since you brought me to to Discord. It's it's been nice. I get all of the talking I need to out with all the people. It's a lot of answering the same five questions over and over. But, True, Brian. Yeah, no big deal. I don't mind helping people. I like answering questions. I'd, I'd rather talk about this than fucking work or anything else. So. True. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't know what it is about that, but if I'm in a group of people and they're all talking about work, I just, I have to excuse myself. I can't do that, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's time for me to go somewhere else, do something else. I don't know, but that that ain't it, Chief. Like, work is work. I leave that shit when I fucking leave the job site. I don't want to talk about this shit. Oh, I'm at work and I'm thinking like, who are we going to talk about on the podcast? That was so much fun. (laughs) Let's see if we can get so and so on there. You know, uh, it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun since we started doing this. Just meeting everybody and talk, getting to know them, um, and other than just words on a Discord, but actually getting to talk to the people like one on one and introducing them to the wider community. It's been a lot of fun. 
Now that seems pretty cool. Um, as far as the Discord goes, there's not a there is some um, text interaction in our Discord, but it's it's a daily where we've got a handful of people in voice. Yeah, yeah, all day. Yeah. So and and that's pretty unique because since 2021, when I found out there was a Discord community for mushrooms. I've, you know, had my fingers, my little tendrils in, in a bunch of them. Uh, I've actually helped run a few of them. And nobody ever talks in the voice. Like, it's a rarity. That's how this shit started. Is it, we, were, we would get on the voice chats, and they would go for five or six fucking hours of us just fucking around and talking and bullshitting. And we're like, holy shit. And my wife would listen, and she'd be like, Jesus, you guys are fucking hilarious. You probably need to do a podcast. And we're like, and then we were like, huh. Probably, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Challenge accepted. And then we did the first one, and it was a goddamn disaster. It was off the fucking rails. Like, I, it was supposed to be about, it was Agar. the first one that was on here. Like, no bags. It was about supposed to be about bags. And uh, I think the, the, it started with, yeah, bags are cool, right? Yeah, everybody agrees that bags are cool. Yep. Okay, then it was just fucking random shit from there. Like the whole, it was like four minutes about bags, and the rest of it was just random goat bleeding and fucking just our general fuckery. And you know, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because I was just talking about limitless, and you just brought up bags. I've been using bags for a very long time, and I was unaware that anyone else is using bags. Like I didn't even know that they had filter-patched bags. I didn't know that existed until I got in on the Limitless server. And then they were talking about, um, yeah, well, we run bags and all this. We run Unicorn and all this. And I was like, what the fuck's Unicorn? I've been using anything I could get my hands on and, and, and making my own filters. Not a filter patch, but like I would, I would either, you know, take like a, a hot, uh I'm trying to remember the name of the tool. It's it's solder a gun? uh a what? Solder gun? Or the it's, wood burning it, tool. It yeah. It's like a wood burning tool. Yeah. And uh and I would just poke holes in the bags for fruit to when it came time to fruit, or uh sometimes I would make a, a slit or a hole or something, cover it with micropore tape, or or sometimes I would take polyfill at the top mm-hmm. of the bag. And like close the bag around with a twist tie. This was before yep, I was that. using. Oh, oh, done that. Yeah. So you know, I had been doing all this stuff and just playing around with it, faffling, trying to figure out what I thought worked yeah. best, or or maybe what? not even worked best, but whatever I had on hand at the time to 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 do what I was doing with. My guy and, shit. What I found that so, worked back in the day was I would take these those clear trap plastic trash bags, like kind of the opaque ones, mm-hmm. and then I would have like my basically bucket teched like substrate and then I would open the bag and then dump the substrate in there and then dump the grain spot on top, kind of shake it a little, shake it up a little bit and then just like capture a bunch of air and rubber around the top. So it was like in a ball, like, mm-hmm. like you know, and then just set it somewhere and let it colonize and then fruit in the bag. That was surprisingly worked probably about eh, 55, 60% of the time. It worked a hell of a lot better than the old ways. Right. But yeah, but I, I, bags. 
I had actually started using bags with BRF. Uh, I yeah. went from I, I've I've never been a tub guy. I've I think I've run maybe three or four tubs in in the twenty something years I've been doing this. I I've it's not that I have anything against it. I just um I went from BRF cakes the what do they call it the PF Tech right where it's yeah where it's in the the pint jars and stuff like that. I went yeah. from that to you know me thinking I had a big brain moment and decided that I was going to make logs of it in bags. Like the whole, basically what we're doing with, with, uh, you know, CV or CVG in bags. Now I was doing with BRF, like four, four pounds of it kind of stuff. And that worked actually, that worked really well. But back then, you know, it wasn't called bag tech or anything like that. The, the, the term they would use back then uh, when they were doing it out of jars was in vitro. So I was doing bags in vitro and I thought, I thought it was my own creation. Like I came up with it kind of thing, which in reality I did cause I didn't get the idea from anyone else, but apparently yeah. it's been a thing and other people had the same idea. And my, my original fucking innovation wasn't that original. Right. <laughs> When it comes to these damn, when it comes to these damn mushrooms, they've been doing this fucking odds are, they've been doing it somewhere for fucking ever. I've tried yeah. so many stupid, weird ways, like uh, the little. I kind of want to do another, like some nostalgia grows now. Damn it! Um, you mean like a monster grow? <laughs> no, but nostalgia. You know, like, like I want to do another bill of hay because that was stupid. When it works, it's. Mind-blowingly, crazily cool-looking. But now with our some, with our information that we have on hand now, oh, dude, some of the freaking size of the mushrooms—it's just the because they had so much to eat. Like we're so fucking huge, like dinner plate size, like caps. They were just huge. And yeah, I've had some like that. Yeah, um, they were just, but they don't—you know—you don't get a lot of flushes, but you just get one really big one. Yeah, definitely. So, what are what are some of the the favorites that you had, you guys had when when you were first starting out? Like anything um, I could get a hold of, Ecuador <laughs> back in the day, Ecuador and B plus. Those I I actually ran those two for fifteen years. Same spore. I did grain to grain all that time. <laughs> I think I had uh, I had. Uh, Probably the most uh, success with was when I finally got a hold of some actual golden teachers instead of just random yard cubes. Um, and I was like, wow, these are very uniform. This is really fucking cool. And then I was like, oh, maybe there's something to this order and spores online thing, you know? Right. And uh, that was pretty cool. And then I got uh, the B positive or B plus, whatever you want to call there it. There you go. And, and, and where, did uh, you, where did you score those from? Uh, from a guy on a Yahoo chat. Uh, oh, really? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the old-timey Yahoo chat where you had to refresh the page every freaking sure. time you were typing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was like a uh, – back when Yahoo used to have like groups, Yahoo groups. So oh, like, yeah. Oh, you you, you yeah. cartoons and you could head, turn yeah. cartoons on with little bubbles. <laughs> and, well, that was – well, dude, this was before that. This is – Yahoo used to have groups like uh, – um, where there was kind of like a uh, 
just the forums that you could have, you know, and uh, you'd have to go in there and have to refresh the page every time you wanted to see if somebody typed anything. But there was a guy, they got into like a, like it was an ethnogenics type, you know, forum. I don't remember what it was called. Um, the dark grow or the dark grove, I think, or something like that. And I was like, Oh, cool. I like gardening. I wonder what this is about. And, uh, got in there and I was like, Oh, wow. Hey, look, they're trading like, you know, mushroom spores and seeds and all sorts of stuff. And I was like, cool. I want to try that. So I think I paid like $10 or some shit like that, but I had to mail the money and I got the, the spores back and, uh, it was pretty cool. Like they came, they looked professional. They came on a foil and everything in a little plastic baggie. Pretty excited about it. I was like, wow, this is cool. And the actual golden teachers were way better than the freaking rando yard cubes I was using. Um, and then later it was the, the B positive were working really well. Uh, and those were like, uh, the two that, that I had the most success with starting off, but that was a long time ago. Now, my first. My first run with something other than yard cubes was uh, Golden Teacher. Yeah. And uh, I ran those. Shit, I ran those up until about about the time uh, I met Michael Geeky and found out about the Discord and all that shit. And, uh, I mean, I've run a few of them. I'd run, I'd run B-Positive, and I'd run uh, CG, and I'd run... Um, I, I always fuck it up. Mazatepeca or something like that. And you they, they did great. They did great. Um, but the first was Golden Teacher, and I ran it for a very long time. I always make a joke that the Golden Teacher's my side bitch, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, I ran that original sport print into the freaking ground. Yeah, like, same. Uh, I used yeah. every tiny bit of it, and I... I wish I, I don't know even remember what happened to it. I think I just got sidetracked one day and just didn't keep up with that culture. But I had taught that culture to eat what I was feeding it, right? To the point where it was just so reliable, like putting on a pair of she- old shoes or pants, get it to do fruit exactly the same way every time. It was so uniform. Um, I wish I had it. I'd go back to time, time machine. That's probably one of the things I'd save is a little snatch me a, a piece of it. But uh, uh, yeah, it was it was a really good one. It was pretty potent. I mean, it was you know average for cubes. It wasn't anything super spectacular, but you could line them all up, and there would be the entire tabletop covered with perfectly uniform cubes, like somebody clone stamped them. And oh yeah, it was really cool looking to me. Well, was it going I, from I heaven? Good. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, oh, I was gonna say because I was I did I I did tubs for. Up until two years ago, feral fucking bastard talked me into trying bags, and I never went. Well, back I to never tubs, did but... tubs until you told you talked me into doing tubs. I'd always done yeah. bags. Yeah. So I, yeah. but now I now I now I got fucking fifty two bags going at one time. Each one has its own fucking strain in it. But when I when I started, I was doing nothing but the fifty six quart tubs, and there's nothing like when you had those on there, and, oh, and yeah. you just open up that tub, and it's just a huge, nice fucking. That's why. That's what got me into doing the tubs. Is that uh, I would have you know nice flushes on my bags and stuff, but then you would post those stupid pictures of like <laughs> having just wall the ceiling, you know, edge to edge, like massive flushes. And I was like, I want to see that in the morning. Right. And so uh, I did a couple of tubs. And I was like, hey, it actually really works. 
But I did that modified uh, where I grew in the bag horizontally, then cut the top off and put the whole freaking bag in the tub. So basically, you, you grew it in your liner and then dropped it into a tub. That's exactly what happened. And it worked out really, really, really well. Nice. Like contamination zero. That was really, really nice. That's how I'll probably do it going forward. Nice. So I had, uh, I had scored those those spores, those beginner spores that I had gotten long time ago from Sportworks. You guys yeah, Hawkeye, with right? Them? Uh, that's where yeah. I got mine. I think it's a Sportworks. Uh, that's that's where Hawkeye was selling his shit, wasn't it? A long time ago? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, they had a, that was before the falling out, though, right? I, I remember they had so. a big falling out, yeah. Right. Yeah, but uh, I've, I've, you know, I've been... I don't use them anymore simply because I don't deal with spores anymore. Like I've gotten so far, I've removed myself from that so far, <laughs> except for the spores that I play with now are the, from my own fruits. They're not right. like, I'm not getting spores from somebody kind of thing, but for the many years that, that I did, um, you know, cause like I said, I was running BRF, so I wasn't doing agar and, and uh you know all of that work I, that that came much later for me uh i was just doing mss you know um inoculating okay so so this is how i did it i would i would make the pf tech um the, the jars cake. the cake yep. the little cake i would yep. make those and then once those were colonized I would break those up and use those to inoculate the big log in the bag. Yeah, it works. Just use it as grain spawn. I was great. using it as grain spawn, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I was just, you know, I didn't have any, that's, that was my method for a very long time. Um, it worked really well. Like it worked way better than people would think it works. Like I've been tempted to actually go back to it a few times just to play around with it because it was very successful. I use um, I use PF Tech to this day, whatever I'm pheno hunting and shit. You get take it to a, with a a grinder, a cheese grinder, and it just makes it all the nice little fucking pieces. It's fucking you mean perfect. A grater, a grater? Yeah, that's what I, that's what yeah, I meant. Because I'm sitting here thinking of like cheese grinder, and I'm like, <laughs> my brain locked up. I was like, like a, like I, a your eye was twitching. Yeah, I was like, for making <laughs> flour out of the cheese. <laughs> yeah, so you know Canadian i would just thing. i would just kind of berth it into the bag and then close the top of the bag and then through the bag i would smash it up and just mm -hmm. mix it all around and then pack it down in the bag and that's what i did for god well over a decade and uh so i didn't find out about um agar work i mean i'd seen it like i had seen it on on uh shroomery but i'd never done it you know i didn't i didn't feel a need to do it and um and plus on shroomery they make it sound like it's fucking you know the, witchcraft and yeah super, they take really super, simple things super hard and make it and sound yeah yeah they do it on purpose it's a type of gatekeeping this is me all it's interesting because um i've met a lot of people over the years specifically from shroomery um that when we get to talking one-on-one -on -one and i tell them my method and how i do it and stuff like that they say well that sounds really simple and i'm like it is it's ridiculously simple and so well but it's 
just seems so much more complicated when I'm reading about it on Trimmery, and I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man, but it's not that complicated. You know? Like, no. I'm not the smartest, we could do not the smartest guy iPhone. alive, and I can do it. You can do it, too. Yeah, they intentionally make it seem really difficult. Reddit is the same way, except that Reddit is a little bit more toxic. They'll they'll throw in steps that are intentionally to fuck with you. Um, so you just got to we rescue people and bring them to Discord. <laughs> yeah, I had never been part of the Reddit community until recently. I'd say maybe Not a month ago. Anything. Yes, I well, well I, I, I wanted to see what it was all about, and I've heard about all the toxicity on that. I want to see. I want to see for myself. You know, like what's what's really going on here. So, about a month ago, I I joined uh, Reddit and you know made my account, all that stuff, and started posting and. It was wild to me. Some of the responses I get is open hostility. Why? Yeah, yeah, but 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 over what though? <laughs> like, just because you were doing something and you were correct, but it wasn't the way of the group. So it's it's so groupthink over there that it's like any sort of deviation from it pisses them off. The entire purpose. I've done things and I've done pretty famous Reddit, Reddit like posts just to fuck with them. When they said that, oh, you all, every you, if it wasn't an actual flow hood, it would never work. And so I did a post where that's how the feral flow hood came into it, example, like in creation. Cause I was like, well, fucking watch me. I'm gonna be able to flow hood out of shit that I go and get at Home Depot. And so I did a whole post of like taking my daughter to Home Depot and just pictures step by step of everything I purchased and put it together. And I got the most hate out of anything I've ever done on Reddit. And it works. The Feral Flow Hood is now super popular, and there's tons and tons of people out there using it. And it's just some so Merv what 13 is this? Meister's actually building one right now. Meister. Right this second, yeah. Right this second, well, Meister's building one. So, so the Feral walk, Flow walk Hood... what it is. Okay, the Feral Flow Hood, it's a flow hood. It works super, super well. I used it for years. I still use a modified version of it to this day. And um, what it is, is you get some of that R, that, uh, that hard foam uh it's pink from like i know what you're talking about yeah yeah you get some of that you build you a fucking cube out of it that's it you build you a a five-sided box and one one side in the front you put two merv 13 filters with the arrows facing the direction of the flow so out of the box right sure calm down child and um so and then on top of it you get a floor fan Right, just a little, just a regular floor fan. You can pick them up for fifty bucks, and you just take that, you flip it up, you cut a hole in the top, you put the floor fan in it, and you tape around it. Ta-da! You have a flow hood. No, you say a blows. floor fan. Are you talking about a blower? Yeah, yeah, just the regular okay. blue floor yeah, yeah. fan blower. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's going to create a constant. You, you now, it's important to have the box at least like twenty inches deep. We found that that way works the best but 20 by 20 by 20 box works really really well because you're um, creating a baffle yeah i get it yeah so the you the, don't the you don't end dis- up with the turbulent airflow because it builds up pressure Perfect. static pressure exactly. in the box and then it yeah, exits exactly. the box uniformly yeah i get it a nice you get a nice steady flow of air and over time people have added stuff to it like they built like right now i have mine where i've built a box around the fan on top of the box and I have a little 12 by 12 pre-filter in there just to keep dust from blowing into the fan, you know, from the sure. room. Keep the, the fan clean. Box. Yeah, makes sense. That's it. 
but the fans already have they have built in uh, like plugins on them. So I run my stir plate off of the freaking fan. I run like you know an extra light for when I'm doing stuff. I have uh, like slaps all over the damn thing. Magnets. We take uh, these magnet strips and slap them on the side so your 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 scalpels and all your shits organized on it. And the thing weighs like I think two pounds three pounds, so you can pick it up and put it away when you're done with it, put it on a shelf, something like that. You're not afraid to bump into it because the worst thing that happens is you're out $10 for the freaking pre-filters, and if you fuck up a side of it, you could just cut the tape, take it off, slap a new side on. You're good to go. You can also, they'll also ship flat, and you can ship them to other people, right? So, like, they're, they're, they're stupid, stupid easy to make, and they work beautifully i even did like a video of where like i left a bunch of uh, petri dishes open in front of the thing overnight left it on then closed them all up and let them see if they grew anything nothing and reddit still fucking hated me for it they hated it. that'll never work oh god that's terrible i'll never pow and uh it works i guess don't know what to say and it's worked for so many people since then like, you know I've, there, there's... i have a similar story to that um with the, the little BBFFU that, that I've been teaching people how to make for about the last year and a half or so, I, I got the idea off of a guy doing something similar on YouTube. Um, I, I think it was... I'll shoot you... I'm going to shoot you pictures real quick of the... Sure. The feral fluid so you, so you can see what I'm, what I'm talking about. But you keep talking. Well, you know what I'm talking about, though. The box fan filter. Yep. Yeah. Right. I'll so I, I spent... I spent a considerable amount of time um, figuring out a way to improve upon what I had seen this guy on YouTube make. And uh, it's similar, the Merc 13 in the front. And then I I learned that if I put the right pre-filter on the back, it actually improved the airflow, which I thought was crazy. It didn't make sense to me. But a buddy of mine was telling me, he says, you know, with airflow... Um, you can improve that by creating back pressure by choking the back a little bit. You know, you got to yeah. find the right sweet spot because um, you don't choke it enough. It doesn't work as well. You choke it too much, and it also is a problem. So I went to Home Depot, and I bought everything from, like, Merv 5 to Merv 13 and uh, just started playing around with them. You know, I knew the 13 had to be on the front because of the level of filtration is, that's needed uh for you to have the clean air but i also um said okay so we'll create some back pressure so you know i worked my way up to to seven and that was that was giving me the best and then i went above seven eight nine and the higher i went it started to decrease again so i figured okay it's seven and 13 that's the that's the winning combo right there and then i started thinking about it and said well not only is this going to create better flow but it's also going to pre-filter and make the front filter last longer and keep a bunch of the dust out of the fan itself, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so I ran that thing for God, like a year and, uh, I still use it to this day. I don't, I don't use it in the same manner that I was before I did everything in front of that. But now I use it as not only like a room filter. I let it run for about an hour or so before I turn the hood on. That way, uh, you know, it takes the brunt of the filtration out of the air, and my flow hood filter doesn't 
get beat up so bad. It'll last longer that way. At least that's right. how I think about it. Makes sense. But I still do stuff. You know, I don't do plate pours in front of it anymore. But like when I'm when I'm pouring agar, I'll, I'll put my I'll put my stir plates in front of it, and uh, you know it, it helps cool them down to get them down to a good pouring temperature. Um, again, and you know I use what it as, temp- as what do you use uh, as your pouring temp? I poured a hundred. Really? Right. Yeah. A lot of people think that's weird, but I I was watching a guy on YouTube. And it didn't have anything to do with mushrooms. It was just like pouring agar for lab work. Right. And he said something in the video, and I responded to him in text, you know, and in, in the in the comment section. And he said he pours at a hundred, and I said, "That sounds crazy, man." Because like I heard the lowest you should start pouring is like 130, 125, 130, that it'll start to solidify. And he said, "Yeah, I wouldn't." I wouldn't listen to that. He says, I've, I've been, I've been pouring agar in labs for 30 years and a hundred is, is, is a great temperature. He says, pull it off the plate at one Oh five. And by the time you're pouring, it's a hundred degrees. He says, as long as you're swift and you, you're, you know, you're bought about it and you get shit done. It's not going to solidify on you. And I thought the dude was full of shit. Like, Honestly, I thought he was full of shit because all all I'd ever heard was 130, you know, or anywhere from 150 to 130. And I I just something in my gut told me, just fucking do it, man. Do it once. What's what's the worst it's going to cost you? Three, four dollars top. You know, so I tried it and uh, it worked great. I got a a whole lot less condensation in my plates. This was back when I was using actual plates. And. uh it worked perfect, so that's what I've been doing since. I, I use I use K cups now, the one point five ounce K cups. That's what I use now, just because I'm so tired of wrapping plates. Like that, just fuck that, man. I'm so done with that. The the, the little one point five ounce K cups have a right. pretty decent footprint, and you pop the top on them, and almost never ever tam. Like if I pour three hundred, I call them plates. If I pour three hundred cups. In one pour, you might get one or two to tam, and that's that's pretty much the same type of tam rate I'd have with regular ass plates that I wrap and all that. So like, what's why? You know, like I don't know, man. I've I've been sold on it. I know people say they're ghetto. I know whatever. I don't care. That 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 for me. I use I use my cake cups when I start culture. Like so, uh, you know, instead of wasting a plate for the mafia, uh, the MSS. I used to go ahead and throw them in there and then get a few different cups. But, well, I shot you those pictures of uh, what the Fire Flow Hood is, and I can send you the write-up later. But, uh, yeah, I've used K, I use K-cups, but I've got so many of the of dishes, plates left, that I'm still going to go through. I buy them, like, 1,000 at a time. So I've got tons of them. Now, I use I, a brown, brown rice flour. I found that when I use that in my agar – the agar is like it thickens up way quick, so I can't pour it 100. I have to pour it like 125. Um, okay, it, right? Yeah, if you use brown rice flour, that stuff turns to gravy at like 110 degrees. So it's like trying to pour a gravy boat. I, I think so, it's interesting how uh, people have all these um, additives that they put in. Like you said, you use the brown rice flour, and some people crush up dog food. 
and you know there's all these different things and it's just it's wild to me that these things are working so well you know like i would have yeah. never thought of like brown rice flour yeah i would have thought of that just simply because i used the shit out of it making brf cakes you know but like yeah, dog food i would have never ever thought of using dog food my favorite uh oh my, my favorite berta brown rice dextrose agar so it's brown rice flour uh just regular dextrose dextrose not like table sugar but actual dextrose uh peptone and um agar and it's usually like you know seven grams of uh, brown rice flour seven grams of dextrose to one gram of peptone and 700 mils of water and so it's like seven seven one you know and gotcha. uh that's like my absolute favorite. It just really crazy ropey, amazingly super fast growth, like so explosively fast growth. And uh, that's that one to me is just so easy to make. And that's because I have this little scoop that I think it was from my daughter's Barbie set. But uh, it just makes it, it measures exactly seven grams of rice flour. Like, so <laughs> I don't have to like really actually put it on a scale. I could just scoop it out of there and then just level it off the top and then that's it's within like 0.1 either direction so yeah. measuring measuring stuff is like scoop and then you know measure out the dextrose and the peptone but peptone is 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 kind of a secret ingredient for for agar it works super well but it smells like like just death it's it's really oh, yeah. bad yeah but it works really really well i use it in my my liquid cultures too a lot of people do. Yeah. I, I, I've used it. I, I just, I don't use, there's a lot of things I quit using and peptone is one of them. I don't use peptone or yeast anymore. Um, another, I don't use the, the, oh my God, I can't believe my brain just shut down the CVG, the G gypsum. Yeah. I don't use gypsum anymore. I just use straight CV. My, my agar and my, uh, LC, are very basic basic like i use uh well it depends sometimes i'll use honey sometimes i'll use raw sugar like raw and processed sugar uh it doesn't it doesn't really matter just as long as it's got some type of some type of glucose additive um the one thing i do use that a lot of people kind of taken back by is that i use agar in my lc Oh, thick yeah, thick Yeah, I fucking yeah. love it, dude. I love it. In a in a if I'm doing, you know, um, a liter of LC, mm -hmm. and I'll you know I'll eventually split that between like four jars. But when I make the batch, I make it all together at once, and uh, I'll just use like one gram, one gram of agar in that liter, and it completely changes its its uh. I don't know if the term is viscosity or yes, sir. That's the right term, right? So like yeah. how thick it is, how the how the liquid moves, and mm -hmm. uh, we did a podcast on this. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, we did a podcast on agar and thick liquid culture, but we spelled it T H I C C. You know, <laughs> I like. And, it. Uh, uh, but yeah, using it like a slurry because it coats the grains and everything really, really well. It, it does to stuff. Yeah, and it causes like egg, like super super fast colonization. It but, does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, you sir. know, so it's it's. Uh, I'm just kind of a really basic kind of guy, you know. A, a lot of people expect 
something else out of me, but that I'm just not that. I like I have no desire whatsoever for things to happen fast. Like everybody talks I about, like, oh man, this is I like is, experimenting. No, I do that. I do that. But I'm talking about like for my day to day. I faffle a lot. You know, like I love experimenting. And and that's how I know about these things because I've played with pretty much anything I could get my hands on just to just to see what type of results you get. But in as far as production wise, um, I'm good with there's an old saying that, you know, slow and steady wins the race. And and I win the race with with planning. You know, like my stuff's not the fastest, but I get better output just because of 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 how well I plan everything, you know. So, um, everybody said, "Well, what about this? What about that?" I said, "You know, I don't use any of that. I played with them, but um, what I've learned is anything that hastens cultivation also raises your your contamination rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's another vector, and I'm just I. It, they say, "Well, I plan for that. I plan on." On ten percent of my yield contaminating, so I. How just, would you want to do that? I, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that mindset at all because to me, that's wasted materials. Like I'm, I'm also a cheap ass, you know. Like if you notice <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the stuff you, you guys are in my server. You see the all the broke boy shit that we do. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> using fucking produce bags, for <laughs> for bags and Ziploc bags and bread bags and. You know, we're we're all about doing it on the cheap, but still effectively, you know. And probably uh, the cheapest and most effective uh nutritional based substrate that I found is there's this uh seven dollar bag of um just potting soil. It's it's for outdoor use, like for in the ground. I guess it's soil enhancer or whatever. But it's seven dollars a freaking bag for like seven cubic foot bag. And I'd just add a little bit of Chop straw or something to that, but you would be a fine by seven, itself. Seven cubic foot bag? That's a bag almost as big as me. No. It, yeah, a four a four cubic foot bag of vermiculite is like well that's because it's freaking my fluffy. I got pictures of it. Let me see what it says. But uh it's well now I'm confused because I thought cubic feet didn't have anything to do with it had to do specifically that's with, with area. That's with area, not yeah. The area of their uh, volume area, same thing. This right? is the uh, Kellogg Organic Plus locally made soil topper for lawns and seeding. But it's all of uh, seven freaking. It okay, sorry, it's like one and a half cubic foot. It's a shitload of liters. It says I can't read the bag. Forty-two point four liters. Okay. What the it's, fuck does that mean? Seven dollars. Seven dollars at Home Depot. One point five cubic foot of this Kellogg soil topper, and it doesn't have. It's not pre-inoculated with Trick, um, and it's just fantastic. You can just literally bag it up, uh, or just you know bucket tech the damn thing as it is, and then bag it up and uh, just inoculate it and go. Like, oh, man, that sounds pretty awesome. It requires zero, no talent, no talent at all, no mixing, no talent. 
It's <laughs> right it's up my alley. <laughs> it's the it's the laziest nutritional substrate I've come up with because it's like fifty percent compost and fifty percent like peat moss and and like bark. So uh, it it's it works fantastic. It it really does. It looks really cool too in a bag. But uh, yeah, I just divide it up into these very large uh, bags that I use. I buy off of Amazon. Um, I think they're like 20 by eight by five or something like that. And they hold, I put like 10 pounds of substrate in each bag and then just PCM for an hour, hour and a half. And then now they're shelf stable for all eternity. And whenever I get around to it, I'll knock them one up. But uh, it's so cheap. You can bucket tech it because it, it's not already, it's not inoculated with nut with anything. Um, and it works like it's, cheap they can't you can't mix cvg up for that cheap no so, no you can't not for seven pounds of it or not seven pounds, right. seven seven cubic feet of it that's that's a massive amount yeah that's badass well it's a it's one and a half cubic feet uh it's 42.4 okay. it's 42.4 okay. liters is what it is right um i just i was just it was too many sevens in the number because it's seven dollars and seventy seven <laughs> It's $7.77 at Home Depot. It's a Kellogg gotcha. brand soil topper, and uh, it's cheap, and it works really, really well. Um, oh, yeah, man. I'll have to give it a, a, a tryout just, just for giggles, you know, just to see try something new. It works. I've always wanted to inoculate the entire bag and just leave it in the bag, just like inject like some liquid culture into the bag, and then just set the bag somewhere. And then in like a month, cut the top open and see if it'll fruit. Or uh, cut you a big old X on the flat side. Yeah, just set it somewhere, like you know, just set it like underneath the 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 deck or something, you know, somewhere nice and cool out of the way. Yeah. But because uh, I think it would probably do pretty decent. It comes like already at like field capacity, so you don't have to add water to it or anything. Man, sounds, that, sounds that's like just taking all the guesswork out of it. It is cheating. It is really cheating. It, but uh, it's cheap cheating and <laughs> fast cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've always wanted to try that. I think I'm going to try that next week. I think I'm just going to, because it's now getting warm enough here that it's not like, I'm not risking like a freeze overnight. So I just set it in the shade and just inject some liquid culture into the whole freaking bag. Put a little piece of tape over the injection hole and let it ride. See what happens. So earlier, circling back to what we were saying earlier, you guys had asked me uh, what my favorite cultigen was currently. Yeah. What y'all's? Oh, we have a couple that we've came up with in our group. We have uh, one that uh, the Deadpool there has came up with from our crazy-ass monstrosity grow yeah. that uh, – that, that works really, really well. And which one's that one name again? Lightbright. Lightbright. Yeah, he came up with. We did this like monstrosity. The, wait, like the old Lightbright? Yeah. yeah. Kids, where you yeah. put the little clear pegs in and make exactly. a picture Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I fucking love what, it. Because when it came through, it was almost the it, the light hits it. It's like a, the, the cap is actually a rainbow. It, it was so, the weirdest thing. The monstrosity grows. We took like twenty-one different different uh, spores, like from I just took like twenty-one spore prints I had from all of these fucking different types. 
scraped them all into a, a bunch of sterile water, spun the living shit out of it, and then drew it up and put it into sterile vials. And uh, everybody got a sterile vial of 21 different like strains of all sorts of different shit, all put the fuck together. And then we were just all going to PF Tech it and inoculate. And we had a, we had a competition to see who had the biggest fruit, the biggest flushes, the most unique fruit, all sorts of shit like that. Deadpool yeah. fucking won everything, and he got the uh, Penosaurus Rex trophy. Um, I shall show it with pride. You send him that picture right now so he knows the Penosaurus <laughs> Rex. He's actually already showed it to me. I've I, showed, I, yeah. I, show, I, show every, I, I show everybody Penis Rex. Yeah, he won the Penosaurus <laughs> Rex. The Penosaurus Rex trophy for the most uh, phallic and largest and uh, biggest uh, p- uh, uh, mushrooms. Um, but we came up with a whole bunch of interesting stuff out of that. Um, later on, we came up with uh, tits out of the and what the bucket. Yep. And that was just from taking. I had all of these random like cultures, right? Just a whole shitload of freaking Petri dishes. And I just emptied them into a five-gallon bucket and then layered it poo and then straw and hay. And so there was like 300 or so odd Petri dishes that all went into this bucket. And I just put the whole bucket into a trash can and then just left it underneath like a table outside. And then when it started fruiting, I just opened up the, the bag and just brought it inside and let it fruit. And all sorts of crazy shit came out of there. And one of the one of the most potent damn mushrooms ever, uh, tits. It looks like beautiful, like Hispanic tits. <laughs> yeah, just 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 it looks really nice, like really nice set of, of of like you know South Texas Hispanic woman tits. And so that's how we uh, we uh, named that one. And then what the bucket? Because the entire. The entire grow was called the What the Bucket Grow because we never knew what the fuck was going to come out of there. There were monocarions. There was all sorts of different shit in, in there. It was just random crap. I had like this huge box of freaking uh, Petri dishes I just wanted to get rid of, but I didn't want to throw them in the trash because that's sketchy as shit. So I just dumped them all out into a bucket and uh, just let them grow. And it, it made mushrooms for a very long time. And some of them sucked and some of them were really weak looking and some of them were just spectacular. And then we have um, the Illusion Weaver's Special Blue, which is an Illusion Weaver's isolation that is like black inside. Like when you cut it or touch it. I still don't have that. I do. I do. You got it. There's a bunch of other guys that are growing it in the group too. But uh, it's like absolutely black and it is the most visual mushroom on the planet. Like it is stupidly crazy good. And then we have Lizard King, which I'm just coming down off of. Yeah. Um, Everyone and it, yeah, yeah. Well, we have a really, really Farrell's Farrell's list. Lizard King is quite, uh, quite on oh, the high it, end. Yeah, it kick you in the fucking nuts. It's 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 like so. Lizard, our our Lizard King is not a um, it's not a come up. It's like surprise, you're fucking high. Like between one breath and another, it just like suddenly kicks you in the teeth. And uh, it's usually a really, really high energy, like really great, like, you know, high. It's something that I recommend people like start low with, like under like 750 milligrams. It is a pretty good newbie dose for it uh, to get some like mandalas and some, you know, walls moving and shit like that. Uh, Well, our last podcast we did earlier today, we were going to talk about mental health. And so me and Deadpool, like, 
looked at each other digitally and we're like, yeah, we're going to be high for this. And so <laughs> we ducked down and each ate, he ate ODPE and I took like one too many pills of Lizard King and uh, just had a really strong experience. Yeah, my, my monitor was laughing at me. Yeah. Your monitor? Yeah. Oh. It's, a, it's like it's like it's a, the flashing, but it looks like the flashing was a mouth on the bottom of the monitor. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I closed my eyes and there was like sea lamp rays everywhere. So yeah. like, <laughs> it was a little bit too much. A little bit too much. With the with the topic, a little bit too much. And you know, um, that that's interesting you say that because uh I when I say recently, I mean relatively. I don't mean like a couple days ago. But recently I, I had uh, a trip with some friends of mine and I, I brought over a bag of uh, Jack Frost. And they were kind of like the last of what I had from that run. So there were some fruits, but there were also a, a bunch of um, aborts, like a bunch of them. And for some reason, my brain didn't fucking remember the the, the disparity of potency between full-size fruits and aborts and yeah, when it all came is to, water yeah yeah so i when it came to dishing them out i didn't want to you know give the, the aborts to my friends i was giving them the full fruits and i took uh around four and a half grams of of aborts oh of shit. jack frost <laughs> holy shit dude, <laughs> i was <laughs> fucked man like okay so it was very strong Right, like, just to start off with that, it was very strong. But at about three and a half hours, four hours, my buddies were like, "Oh man, it's it's starting to back off a little bit." And I'm like, "It ain't fucking backing off for me." <laughs> and then, you know, the fifth hour, I'm sitting there, and they're they're pretty much come down completely, and they're just kind of basking in the afterglow, and I'm still fucking amped dude i mean hard amped like i'd done some hard drugs I'm and i'm just I'm now like, coming down <laughs> i can say i'm i'm in my afterglow phase right now that's where i'm at that just actually kicked into the last like five minutes yeah. the afterglow kicked in the last like five minutes <laughs> but so you know it was it was hour five and then it was hour six and then it was hour seven and i'm still sitting there I'm I'm super amped. I'm like walking around pacing and like headbanging to fucking music and and uh you know I'm just I'm really energetic and and it's feeling great but at some point um like my body was done. Like it was spent. And I didn't have nothing left to give, but I was still going and I was just like it wasn't a bad trip at all. It was an amazing trip, but at that point, I'm just like enough already, you know, like fucking stop, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> so the 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 my my peak ended up lasting like almost eight hours straight, and I had never ever had a peak last that long, and um you know four or five hours tops on on a on a good peak. Normally it's around three to four hours for me for the peak. But man, I, and when it was done, I fucking slept for an entire day, like a whole twenty-four hour period. I just, I was dead to the fucking world. My old lady took care of me. It was like, <laughs> I felt like one of the old people in the nursing home where she was just 
you know, fucking sponge bathing me and doing all kinds of shit like that to to just take care of me. And and uh, I would love to do that again, but I need to be prepared for that. Oh yeah, I was not prepared at all for what happened today. Uh, it was it was supposed to be like a moderate dose. Just that was to get spontaneous. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, we're just, like, I, there was just me and Deadpool, like, we're on the same wavelength a lot of time. And we look at each other, like, digitally, we're like, yeah, we're going to be fucked up for this. And so we just go, and uh, I I grabbed one too many pills of Lizard King. And then I took them, and I knew about 15 minutes in, I was like, oh, this yeah. was not a, this wasn't a moderate dose. Because I'm like, all of a sudden, my toes felt too long. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it me of that, that meme I keep seeing where the where the guy's looking in the mirror and everything's melting, and he's like, "This is yeah. not a microdose." <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "I've got like I've got I'm sitting here trying to have a like like a serious conversation with this guy, and Deadpool's over there. All of a sudden, just like heavy breathing into the fucking microphone, and I'm like, "Well, he's out." And uh, I'm like, I'm sitting here trying to deal with like mentally my fucking lever toes, which are like getting tangled up in my fucking Crocs. And I'm like, uh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Luckily, Jeez. the guy loved to talk. So yeah. he, uh, Carl, just, he just, Carl's a good dude. Carl just talked the whole time. So we, uh, we let him just go. But uh, it was like, wow, that was a little bit much. I have to go lay down. <laughs> 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 but you know, you know what though? I'm, my the one that I'm really excited about right now is uh, I, honestly, I got I I started this from Geeky about I want to say about eight months ago. He sent me something from Wombat. Everybody they were trying to cross ape in Ecuador, so he sent me the genetics for those, and I've been working on those because nobody could ever get them to fruit. And I got I actually got to start. I got the fruit as in uh, last nice. month. And, and basically what happened, I I had a guy. I, I, I gave him a fresh one fresh fruit off this one. It was about um, like 70, 72 grams fresh. I mean, just off the block. He took a quarter of that thing. I'm going to read you the text that he sent me the next day. He said, you are a wizard. <laughs> Those fresh were amazing colors, eyes closed, and geometric signs through the trees in my backyard. He's like... He did that for like four hours. He took a quarter of that fruit. It wasn't even like nice. a whole a gram. So no. I'm like, really? And I'm like, Ecuador. I, I've I've always done Ecuador from day one. That was my my number one strain. And then I'm like, okay, well, yeah. But then ape. <laughs> so it's like you got the nice slow up of the Ecuador, and then you got the punch in the nuts from the ape. And it might be a fucking super 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 strong fucking. Thing about going on, I got five phenos right now. I'm getting ready to run all five of them here in the next. Nice. Week. And we'll have to get you, Whitebeard. We'll have to send you some like tits and our lizard king, and I'll, we'll have to send you some stuff. Um, Hell yeah! Just so you, you can experiment with it and join the fucking cool kid club. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm too much of a nerd for that, man. I've never been. I'm gonna one make of the cool kids. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna make hats here this afternoon. I'm, I'm making cool kid hats. So Are I want really? my name in. I want my name in red. Yeah, no, I'll make you one <laughs> with, with your with your name, and I'll make you one too, uh, to Whitebeard. Hell I'll make yeah! You that. 
I got well, I got this. I, I my hats finally came in. They're really nice hats. They're the Gildan all cotton ones. Oh yeah, like yeah. So they don't have the stupid little holes and stuff in the back. They're the actual nice caps. And uh, I was because my I found the piece to my heat press that allows me to do the hats. And then I found the video online to show me to actually how to do it. And because I was like, I was just gonna play with it. I was willing to like you know. Some of you may die, but that's okay with me. Like, you know, burn a shitload of hats trying to figure it out. <laughs> but uh, I I feel 49% confident I could not fuck it up the first go, right? <laughs> so so <laughs> I'm going to screw a couple of them up. But I, ideally, I would be able to, to make some pretty nice hats for everybody. But uh, I'm 100% yeah. confident that I'll be at least 50% successful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 60%, 60% of the time. It works every time. That's a, yep. What's that? that that's a, that Panther. Yeah. It Black Panther. Panther sect. Made, made was, of real bits of Black Panther. <laughs> it was, what? No, it was, it, was Pan, sex, it was Sex Panther. Sex Panther. Sex Panther. It smells it like a, Bigfoot's dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sex Panther. Made with real bits of Panther. Yeah. <laughs> 60% of the time works every time. Sex Panther alone. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but it sounds fucking hilarious. Oh my god, you haven't seen You've Anchorman? never seen Anchorman? Oh my god. No. You killed a guy with a trident. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Please are probably looking for me. <laughs> the guy's like, ah! <laughs> yeah. No, I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of a, oh like, psychological thriller, horror kind of movie guy. I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of comedy. No. Oh yeah, but there's certain comedy movies that are just so iconic. You've got to like, you like. Oh, what was the other one we watched that uh, we quote all the fucking time? Uh, Idiocracy. Uh, right? Idiocracy, Idiocracy. You got me at Idiocracy. Started, you got me Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah. yeah, it started off as a comedy and turned. It's it slowly became a fucking documentary. A documentary. Yeah. We were actually <laughs> talking about that over at your server, Whitey. Just like, like yeah, we were. Ago. <laughs> Absolutely. So there's certain <laughs> movies you that we quote all the time. Do you know I had a freaking partner on the ambulance the other day that had never even seen ne- uh, Matrix because they were in their fucking twenties. I've they're never in their, seen it. What? They're in their early. They're in their I've early twenties and never seen Matrix because it came out before them and they thought it's an old movie now. Like you bastards. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've seen. Uh... They had a like anime type. I think it was called the Animatrix or something yeah, like that. Yeah, with the three, there were three different shows on one DVD. Yeah, I, I, one of my friends was playing that at his house one time when I was over, and I saw part of that, but I, I never seen the the movies. So when like the new ones coming out, I'm not psyched about it because I don't. You're done. Well, you're done I've never seen. They did yeah. kind of like PC the living shit out of the last one. So it's not what it, it wasn't that cool. Yeah, I not didn't like watch it. I I went off what Farrell said. Once they start PC and the shit that I like, I like yeah. I want no interest. They they PC'd the crap out of it. You know, I don't really have so much of an issue with a lot of the things that are being put out from Netflix and things like that. I just wish, I just wish they were upfront about it. I feel like I'm getting lulled in with a killer first season of something and then the second season goes like full SJW and I'm like oh why? it's all about why are the you message. ruining this 
they got to throw the message down your throat, you know? Uh, yeah. Look at what they look what their fucking Disney's doing. All right, I, like Disney's it's, it's ridiculous. Did you see the 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 trailer for the new um, Peter Pan? No, no. Oh Jesus Christ, it's bad. Like it's already got like on on YouTube, it's got like like two hundred and ninety down votes and like forty seven up votes. Because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I did. Tinkerbell's see. Tinkerbell's now from India. Um, like it's all about like the Lost Boys are fifty percent girls. Um, what? There's no white. Yeah, yeah. They're lost. They... Boys are 50 percent girls, and they're all black. And um, so it's like it's like they've just like they understand this. This was originally written a long freaking time ago, right? Like if you're gonna if you're gonna make, if you're gonna pull this shit down my throat, how about you come up with your new fuck your own fucking story instead of trying yeah. to redo something that we all love. My, my problem isn't with it. Uh, my problem isn't with about changing the colors of any of the people. My problem was about it was the Lost Boys. It has the word boys in it. Why is there Lost Girls? And why are they all girl power in the Lost Boys? Right? Like they're all straight up. It was all straight up girl power in the Lost Boys. And I'm like, why is Wendy sword fighting? Wendy was the rational one of the whole fucking group. Like, she was supposed to be, like, the pseudo-mom that talked everybody else into going back to living in reality, right? And that's and now you've got Wendy sword fighting, and she's protect, she's taking on, like, five guys at once, and she's protecting Pan. And it's like, that's the not exactly what happened. Isn't that so, kind of what they did with the Matrix, too, with the girls? Yes. That he couldn't uh, fight worth the shit. He used to be, like, you know... The, the the main protagonist Neo used to be like the super badass, but in the new net, but the new one, it's all about girl power, and Neo can't fight worth a damn. He couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper sack. Only the girls could fight or shoot or do cool stuff or like you know fly or teleport or any of the cool stuff they could in their previous one. Um, well, they they little... cut they cut the hell out of He Man too. I don't know if you saw that Masters of the Universe. Yes. Show. Oh God, that's that horrible. Hurt. That hurt because I remember like He Man was like the shit. He was like the strong alpha male type, you know, murder tastic bastard. And then then uh, now he's a simpy little freak who can't do. Yeah, shit. and and he wasn't even in half of the show. No, and, the and I, was like, part, oh. I was like, I was like, I was like, thunder, thunder, thundercats. Oh, and there was like that happened once, uh, and it wasn't even right. I was like, fuck this shit. Well, they went from that to where half of the show wasn't He Man wasn't even in it to a fucking Scooby Doo that doesn't even have Scooby. Well, the new, oh, you're the, the new one with oh. the Velma? Yeah, no, that Holy one's disturbing. Crap. That fucking one's disturbing. That thing is being pawned off on freaking kids, and that one's like all about and it's teaching, teaching like she's graphically talking about her lesbian sex life. Well, she's and they're also super emasculating Fred. Um, Norville, who is Shaggy, is now a black dude that doesn't smoke pot. And there was a scene I saw. I, I have a 12-year-old. That's why I know this stuff. There, yeah. There's a, a scene where Fred's mother dies in the scene. This fucking thing falls on her and completely crushes her. And, like, there's blood everywhere. And Velma is standing over Fred's dead mother covered in blood and twerking. What the fuck is that? What the fuck? Who the yeah. fuck wrote this shit? I and this is that. 
But this is this is being forced down the kids' freaking mouths. And this is why I'm so careful about what my daughter watches nowadays. Like, I've gone on YouTube and made her her own YouTube account, and I've blocked so much shit. Like, it's ridiculous. She can watch, like, Sonic the Hedgehog movies and, uh, like, uh, you know, a couple other things. But, like, so much crap nowadays sucks, man, or it's... Or it's weird. It's just weird. I don't, I don't understand all the... <coughs> you said you don't have an issue with it, <coughs> but I do. Why are they changing the color of everybody? Why is the Little Mermaid black? Well, like, I don't honestly, understand that. White people are in the minority now anyway. So that, I don't that, care. It's not about that. It's not about that at all for me. It's a, it's an established character. Like yeah. They did it yeah. years ago with the Fantastic Four where Johnny Blaze was black. It's like, no... Johnny Blaze it's and, just the, and it's just the, the other guys supposed white, to be brothers. You know how it's the opposite it, of whitewashing. Just let I mean, you're not going to be able to win that one, but it's the opposite of whitewashing. And you, you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to win that one. Just let it be. But if the characters would just at least act true to character, right? Well, I would be happy with it if they acted true to character. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what sex they are. I don't care if. Velma wants to go and have sex with a goat if she acted true to character. Bad. But that wasn't Velma. Like Velma didn't twerk over a freaking dead mom, you know. But yeah. like but they won't act they're not acting true to character. They're rewriting things to for some weird message they're trying to push down everybody's throat. And I usually don't get political on this show at all, but this is something I feel very strongly about is that it's taken and it's no story has a good happy ending anymore. It has an okay ending that doesn't offend anybody. Yeah, right. And it, they're okay if the if the ending doesn't show like mom and dad getting back together or the family getting back together, everybody living fine and happy lives, as long as it stays within this predefined message that is the same message that's been pushed down everybody's throat since grade school. Now, you know, like the grade schools nowadays, you have. Teachers wearing cat ears to school, you know. What about that? Teachers... What about that one shop teacher that's uh, a male and he's got those ginormous boobs, those oh, fake prosthetic they're... boobs? Have you seen that? He's a shop teacher. <laughs> what a <laughs> South Park? <laughs> no, it's a no, real fucking real life. person. Yeah, yeah. This is a real they were like, I think they're like triple Z. They're literally, they're literally like, like fifty. The gallon bags of like full of like jello, right? But he hangs them around his neck and then puts a sweater on. They're not physically attached to his body because he could take them off and go to the grocery store. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He just wears these big giant fake tits and a bad blonde wig. So that's or, the perfect thing for your kids, I guess. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's the guy who's supposed to be teaching your kids, your kids at school to do stuff. I get it. Maybe they want to express themselves, but expressing yourself in a position of authority over children is probably not the place to do that. Expressing yourself at home is probably on your own time is perfectly acceptable. Um, but that's what freedom I don't is. Care. Yeah, I don't care what you do. You do it wherever the fuck you want, but don't shove it down my fucking throat. Dude, oh, see, it's bad. Well, what we were talking about earlier when I was talking about the, the you know, changing the races and all that stuff, the real issue I have with that isn't that that all of a sudden the Little Mermaid's black or something. It's that, well, it kind of it kind of is that. 
in all reality. Like it leave the established characters alone, right? But really what it comes down to is is why aren't they creating new things? Like I don't have an issue with there well, being well, that that would uh, be too hard for them to come up with a new idea. Well, so I, like, I don't, I don't have this. an issue. I don't have an issue with there being a black mermaid, right? Because there was. If you if you watch the the movies, yeah, there there was, there was a black mermaid. Yeah. One of one of the uh, I know it's not Poseidon. He has a different name in the Little Mermaid. I can't remember what his name is. Neptune. But one of his daughters is Neptune. black. King Neptune. Neptune. Yeah. King Neptune. One of his daughters yeah, is black. It. And and he you had know an what? Asian Asian daughter and an Asian, too. She was yeah. black. Yeah. And and you know it makes sense because you know the guy gets around and you know the oceans are everywhere in the world. So why wouldn't you have you know I don't have an issue with there being a black mermaid or an Asian mermaid, but why is Ariel this established character? Why is Velma Indian? You know, she's never been Indian. Yeah. Why is why is are these you know Johnny Blaze? Johnny Blaze isn't a black dude. Why Perfectly is fine to have somebody with his powers. You know, it could be fine to have somebody with his powers that's black also and him be on the scene and he's got a new name and, and call him whatever you want to call him. But but why why are you messing with the established characters? You know, like leave them alone. Come up with something new. I feel the same the problem way. Is... I've collected comic books my entire life, so yeah. I, I hate it when they when they for no reason other than just to do it. I mean and, and... Well the problem is is I think I think it all comes down to the lack of creativity. Creativity is beaten out of your child nowadays. It's beaten out of pretty much everybody nowadays. You have you are taught from a very young age to work in a cubicle. And that's basically what school is, is just trained to work in a cubicle. You yeah. sit at a desk the entire time. You're supposed to sit still, listen to what somebody has to say, and do the work that's set in front of you while not cheating off anybody else and looking exactly forward. As, you know, you're taught to work in a cubicle. And that is a throwback from way back in like the 70s and 80s where that was an office job. It was just training to work for an office job. That's not how the world is anymore. But what we've done is we've very successfully removed creativity from the classroom. Nowadays, you don't even have creative writing classes and like those stuff anymore. It's just imagination is just burnt out of people because imagination is dangerous ideas are dangerous people can come up with these fancy ideas and create revolutions or write something scary oh i'm full of nasty stuff oh yeah but uh they've they've done this to the point where now you're seeing the the results of the fruits of that of where you've beaten down people and taken away the imagination to the point where now you have an entire group of people who are now in the positions to write the stories, make the movies, and they don't know what the f- to do. They're like, well, um, shit, fuck, let's just remake this one, but how about we make it so that it fits what I grew up with in school of this social justice warrior mentality? Well, now we can make it fit the narrative. And that's just what they're doing. They don't have the wherewithal to make a new story or write a new story. They can just remake old stuff. And now have you noticed that they've taken all the liberal arts out of school now? Like when I went to school, there were classes like pottery, yeah, paper mache, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the electives that were, you know, music and not just a generalized music class, but you could take like I, I played piano, and yeah. then after I got bored with that, I played violin, and you know I, I would a, take. I was, I was a drummer through my whole high school. There you go, you know. Yeah, I did and piano and cello and violin and viola and trumpet. And, they don't um, do that anymore. Nope, 
They don't. Now, the only way to find that nowadays is to homeschool your kid and pay for them to go to private classes for that. Yep. There are. That's what we intend to do with our daughter. We try to. You could always kind of hear her in the background here, right? She's a toddler. She's almost four. And we keep her here at the house with us all the time. But she's playing. And it doesn't bother me at all. Make some noise, sweetie. I don't care. Yeah, I'm in the middle of a podcast. Come up here and show me that Play-Doh. I'll hit mute. You know, like, hey, you know, it doesn't bother me. Uh, I We try to encourage her to be as, play with her imagination as much as possible. And as she, right now, she's growling at the dog. I don't know why, but they're, they're barking at each other. It's just a toddler. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> your random animal noises in the background. Um, but so we do intend to do there. There's these lots of, in Texas anyway. There's these homeschool groups where you get together and you guys they actually go on field trips. They don't do that anymore in schools. They actually do stuff and hands on and like, hey, I like teaching sciences, so I might be the person who teaches science to the homeschoolers. Right? Come on over, right. kids. Let's learn about biology. Let's dissect a frog. We're gonna play. We're gonna have some fun with that. And what do they right. even do that anymore? Do they no. dissect nope. animals in school? No. Nope. Nope. Wow. No. Nope. Learn anything anymore other than fucking bullshit. Huh? Biology used to be a multi-semester thing in, in in high school. Now it's like a one-week talk, dude. Same thing with it chemistry. Really is. Yeah, chemistry used to be like this big thing where everybody experiments and everybody gets all these pieces together and shit. Some asshole always ends up drinking methylene blue, but uh, it, it's. <laughs> 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 but uh, actually we we were the kids that were stealing the ethanol you know yeah. you know you like stories on your podcast this is a short but but really good one nice we were in high Let's school go. and my mother my mother's been a scientist my whole life you know she nice. she retired from department of ecology washington she was a scientist there an environmental scientist and but like from childhood childhood uh she had already had her um bachelor's and then master's in chemistry and biology and so i probably knew a little bit more about chemistry than most kids my age in high school just from who who my mother was you know and i knew what ethanol was and i had heard her talking about how when she was in college in the 70s how they would ethanol used to come in like this big glass gallon jar right yeah, kind of, kind of like a like a carboy. Yeah, right. Exactly. A carboy. Yeah. So, uh, and that they, she would steal it, and they would make jungle juice and all this shit, right? Well, what I didn't know was because of her generation and what her generation did in chemistry, they made it policy pretty much statewide. I mean, not state, but like United States wide for places of learning that were able to have ethanol that they would dose it with phenolphthalein. And I didn't know oh, that. She didn't know that. Yeah. So I heard her stories and I went and stole one of those from the chem lab <laughs> in high school and went and made jungle juice. And it was a big party, man. Like there had to have been <laughs> at least 60, 70 people at a party. And, and to me, that's fucking huge, you know? Yeah. And we made this jungle juice with the ethanol and all that. And Nobody noticed anything for about 15, 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, everybody unilaterally started having, 
you know, intestinal discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> there were all of a sudden not enough shitters in the area. Yeah, well, it was at a house. It was a house party, so it was it was it was two two bathrooms, and the oh, the, yeah. the master bedroom was closed off because you know that was his parents' house and his parents' bedroom. Nobody was allowed to go in there. So, I mean, literally, people are getting explosive diarrhea. All of us at the same time. <laughs> And people are shitting on themselves. People are shitting in the yard. They're shitting in trash cans. They're shitting in the sinks. They're shitting everywhere, oh, man. Oh my God, that's beautiful. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. I would have been like, oh, oh God, shit. Dude. There's 60 that's, fucking That just, sounds like a good ass like, party to me. Yeah, it's like I would be the guy laughing like, hysterically in the corner because like, I'll be like, you guys don't believe this. This is gonna be one of the best stories of our lives. <laughs> it's, well, it's like, at the at the at the time, it wasn't funny at all. You know, like yeah. I can laugh about it now, but in that moment, that was probably one of the most fucking dire and embarrassing situations I'd ever been in at that age. You know. <laughs> well, you weren't alone, I think. No, I wasn't alone. No, no. I mean, there was probably maybe a handful of those people who didn't drink it because. You know, we were in high school and they didn't they didn't want to drink alcohol and things like that. You know, the, the same type of group of people when when people are smoking weed, there's always, you know, the, the handful that are like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. Kind of and I'm not hating on that at all. I'm just saying, you know, th there were a couple survivors from that night, but not many, <laughs> not many at all. And that's, that's how I learned about phenothalian. <laughs> Science. 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 <laughs> That's beautiful. Man, I hadn't thought about that in forever. It's That's great. what our podcast does. <laughs> it brings back horrible memories. It's happiness and sunshine. Are you kidding me? God, just picturing that. All these kids riding around. Like, the mom comes. Could you imagine the parents come home? And there's, like, shit four feet up the side of the goddamn wall. Like, what the fuck happened? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I I didn't stick around after that to see exactly the aftermath like, of that because the whole yard is just brown. Well, I mean, I mainly left because the same reason everyone else left because they shit themselves. You know, like <laughs> dude, you're not gonna stick around with shitty pants, you know, and hang Why not? out. Everyone else, everyone else has shitty pants. It's a fucking party. <laughs> party. You've never been to a, you've never been to a diaper party before. Come on. No, no, I don't know. College 101. That's I've never even heard of that. I don't even want no. to now. Let's not. Let's <laughs> not. But just like, <laughs> I imagine being the parent walking back into the house, and it's just like literally a shit show, right? Like, can you imagine yeah. it's just a smell walking to the door? You're like, like my roses. <laughs> that never so looked just... so good. <laughs> Maybe in a few days, but at the time, the it's like, yeah, there's just so many leaned over the rail, just <laughs> everywhere, all over the poor fucking plants. <laughs> it's like Martha, get the garden hose. It's the only way to fix this situation. <laughs> I know. Oh, so I know what I'm sending everyone for Christmas this year. <laughs> You're gonna spike their bottles of liquor. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, fuck that, then. I ain't accepted shit from you, Chris. I ain't taking nothing from you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Nah. Yeah. 
Well, I'm usually the guy that's mass dosing people with random freaking things. So, like, one of one of everybody's one of the favorite yellow brick road to hell stories is uh, I'll go to those AA meetings and take uh, inky cap mushrooms, like dried inky cap mushrooms, and uh, put them in the coffee. So ink cat mushrooms make you like super allergic to alcohol. So if you've had any alcohol, it makes you like vomit uncontrollably for 24 hours. So like syrup, uh, like syrup of Epicac. Oh yeah. Yeah. That kind of so, uh, oh, yeah, like, that. unexpectedly just all of a sudden bah, everywhere. Well, it's like, you can see who cheated. So sure. uh, yeah. yeah. Liar. Shame. Shame. Lying about their sobriety yeah. chip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but yeah, that or like put it in the punch bowl, uh, like at a college party or something like that. I've always been the guy to do that just because I thought it was hilarious. But uh, I was, you know, evil. But uh, uh, it's harmless. I'm not going to kill anybody. But uh, it certainly makes them very uncomfortable for a couple hours. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've that's never that. heard of that, though. The ink cap? Mushrooms? Yes. It's just the ink cap, the same ones you can grow on a hay bale outside. That when they uh, autolyze, they turn to that black ink that you can write with. It's just regular ink cap mushrooms. You can eat them. They're told they actually taste really, really good. Um, they're not harmful to you at all unless you've had alcohol in the last 48 hours. If you've had alcohol in the last 48 hours, they make you puke your guts out. Um, and that's what's also in those, uh, oh, God, that uh, aloe, uh, alkanon or alco pure, the, 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 new alcoholic pill that people can take if they're alcoholics that makes them sick if they drink alcohol. Um, I've heard it on. It's, it's a new prescription. It's the same fucking shit that's in those new prescription is the extract from those mushrooms. So, um, yeah, it's fucking cool. Uh, you, can, you, can, you definitely don't want to serve those for dinner in pasta with wine. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but you can eat them. They're, they're actually quite tasty. They're very good, but uh, hmm. they definitely make you very, very allergic to alcohol Just for 49 hours. schedule your day appropriately. Yeah. I mean, even a little bit of alcohol will, like, you know, will, will set them off. So, like, you can't even have, like, one beer afterwards. It makes your body just reject the alcohol violently. It's beautiful. So if anybody ever thinking about putting some on a coffee maker, it's the the earthiness of the mushroom is hidden exactly well by the uh by the coffee, you can't even tell. And it grinds up to a nice little black powder. So you just dump it into the coffee maker and nobody even knows. And coffee's already dark, so it's not like it's dyeing the coffee a dark color. So it's just perfect crime. Well, I mean not crime. Uh perfect uh uh what would be fast dosing of random people. It's not poison. It doesn't kill anybody. I'm but pretty sure that's still assault. <laughs> I'm sure it's I would probably. Think so. Yeah, I I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not just think so. I would hope so. If it so, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. But uh, yeah, it's that's one of those fun fun things you can do with biology and chemistry that they don't teach you in school anymore. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of that took an awful weird turn around. right there. No, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful turn. Are you kidding it me? It was a very nice, the mass, very nice rabbit the, hole of shit. The mass, and fucking shit. Shit. The mass <laughs> shittening 
That was great. God, don't call it that. <laughs> what the shittity? For the love of great. God, don't call it that. <laughs> the shittity. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's a shirt right there. A nice brown yeah. shirt. <laughs> 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 it's like the it's like the quickening from the old Highlander, except the shittening. Oh wait, no, I I got it. It's a white shirt, but you know how they have the shark the shark bite fucking shirts where it's got red yes. and green? Except yeah. now yeah. it's a shit stain, so it's all brown. <laughs> somebody just holding up. up like a somebody holding up like a brown carboy with like ethanol written on it and like you know, just like <laughs> the shittening. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Oh uh, my god! My <laughs> Y'all we can fucking much, make man. this happen. <laughs> All right, yes. I swear to God, if you send me that shirt, I'll never wear it. <laughs> I will never wear it ever. Because you you're gonna frame, frame it. it and put it on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> that I might do. That I might do. But I'm not going out in public with it. Well, I mean, people are gonna have to ask you stories like, "What's the shitting?" <laughs> yeah, I don't want to tell. Like, well, I guess I already told. Yeah, you already did. I don't you already told stories. the fucking world. Yeah, like, the I world. guess so. See what you guys well, do. What thing we you, do at you the lower, end of our... You lower my inhibitions. <laughs> well, and your standards. Look where you're. Yeah, at. and my standards. <laughs> yeah, for right. sure, hundred <laughs> percent. So, one thing we do towards the end of our podcast is that we like to go around the group and uh, give like a positive message to our listeners, right? And so uh, traditionally, we start with Deadpool. So Deadpool, go ahead. What do you have to say that's for our listeners out there? All right, how about this? Uh, (laughs) How about, uh, uh, well, I don't know. How about just uh, every time you feel like uh, you're going to fail, just keep trying because you can't fail forever. How about that? Not bad. Sisyphus says you can. <laughs> Murphy, Murphy's law. <laughs> Conlon's law states. Failing up- upwards. Fail upwards, at least. Fail upwards. Right. There you go. All right, Whitebeard, what do you got to say? Uh, I guess my message would be to the beginners in cultivation. Um. And my message would be that don't get overwhelmed. Don't, and don't try to make up your own thing as you go along initially. You know, uh, I think a lot of people end up getting frustrated and quitting simply because uh, they either followed bad advice or they created their own bad advice by trying to make an amalgamation of a bunch of different texts together. Exactly. My, my suggestion would be to find one that's tried and true and run it till the wheels fall off and then try another one and run it tried and true till the wheels fall off. And maybe after you've tried a few different methods that were all successful, then you have a fairly good understanding of what you're doing and you can make up your own at that point. But I notice a lot of beginners uh, try to take tidbits from here and there and put them together and make something that make their work. own shit. It's yeah. Never and, and, never. and there's nothing wrong with that. You're just not in the right phase to you be doing start that. With, 
you got to start with paint by numbers before you exactly. go for full full Monet, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that that would be my message. You know, have awesome. have patience and and stick to the plan until you have a good understanding and a few good grows under your belts, and 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 then play around. I think that'll cut out a lot of frustration and and heartache over failed attempts. I like it. That's good. My message for today would be if you feel like you're alone at any time, understand there's a whole bunch of other people out there that feel like they're alone as well. You can always go online, go on a Discord, go on to forums, and find people that have the same interests as you. Develop your hobbies and talk to them and become part of a community. You're never alone in this interconnected world. You might feel like you are, but you're just a few clicks away from finding somebody with the same likes as you. No matter how Reach fucked out up to they them, are. No matter how <laughs> fucked up they are. Look at Rule 32. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you're going to find somebody. There's always a community out there for you. You're never alone. And um, that's just what I, the nice thing I got to say today. We appreciate having you on, Whitebeard. You've been great and fantastic. Awesome. Hey, what's your YouTube channel? Um, my YouTube channel is the same as my Discord channel, which is Whitebeard hashtag twelve oh five. Okay, and and it's the actual symbol hashtag. My uh, my Insta is also Whitebeard hashtag twelve oh five, but because Insta won't let me use the actual hashtag it's written out hashtag so <laughs> all right <laughs> and on uh on reddit i'm whitebeard mycology oh great fantastic as always guys you can go to hold us with the discord we are the Cult discord the link will be in the description below you can send us uh, any sort of money or tips through cash app at the dollar sign Cult. coconuts you can send us money through Venmo at uh, FafoCult. And if you want to come on the show or you have something to say or you'd like to reach out and have a question answered by us, you can always get a hold of us from FafoCult at gmail.com. If you do send us any sort of money or funds, we promise to not use it for anything good. Then we go to pure debauchery and keeping this podcast rolling. Uh, if you are looking for substrate or grain or anything else like macology supplies related, you can get a hold of Deadpool. Uh, through our Discord, and he will be happy to ship stuff to you that way. We love you guys, and thank you for coming on this fun ride. Bye-bye. Great having you, Whitebird. Later. Hey, yeah. It was my pleasure. Great, Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. So, 